ESPN. The following is a presentation of Cover Your Assets and is offered by Rooker Financial Coaching and Consulting. You're trying to build your income, your business, your life. Challenges are all around you. It seems so overwhelming. People are depending on you. Who do you listen to? Where can you go to find honest, useful information? Todd Rooker. For decades, Todd Rooker has been teaching professional education to attorneys, CPAs, bankers, and financial advisors. Rooker Financial Consulting offers advice and coaching to consumers, business owners, and financial professionals on every topic imaginable. If you truly want to succeed, sit back and find out how to cover and build your assets. Here's nationally renowned speaker and expert getting you on the path to financial strength and wealth, Todd Rooker. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Cover Your Assets. I am Todd Rooker. How are you doing this morning, folks? Well, 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 well. Um, Today's show is about control and financial independence. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my last appointment last evening. That was from 5 to 7 with a gentleman by the name of Quincy. And Quincy came to me uh, and his... uh, in essence, his summary uh, was that he was around too many people who had a, a what, I guess, maybe disenfranchised mentality, uh, had no had no desire or belief that they were going to go anywhere, and he felt trapped, and he wanted me to help him overcome some of that. And you know what? I was utterly impressed by that. This young man, uh, 34 years old, <clears throat> came to see me. I'm not certain, but I have a feeling he put on a, a suit for my benefit. I don't know if he dresses uh, up like that all the time. I always do, and maybe he knew that, <laughs> and he did that for my benefit. And if and if that's true, then Quincy, I want you to know that was very much appreciated, and I most certainly noticed it. Thank you very much. Um, <clears throat> and some of the things that I talked with him about, were the things that that society had done to him in the way of of uh, education, in the way of of uh, the language that he hears every day, the people he coalesces with, his friends, family, parents, coworkers, who all have this decidedly watered down mentality without the belief that there's a lot of opportunity to go beyond that. And look, the reality is you're going to have the majority of the population, 90%, who are going to argue with you that there isn't any opportunity because when they look around in their lives, they don't see it. But, you know, anybody can argue anything because in their minds, their reality is reality. And maybe that's actually true. Uh, in fact, I'm sure it is. So try to uh, change someone's mentality, mindset, reality certainly in the space of a two-hour consultation is a, is a pretty tall order. And whether or not you even make any headway in that regard is something for debate. Um, but that is certainly what I seek to do. And sometimes that means that I say things that are uh, irritating, abrasive, maybe just to a purpose to try to shake somebody up so that they'll listen and maybe I'll, I'll have a lasting impact somewhat when they walk out my door and maybe in their lives that conversation might actually even affect their trajectory and how far they go uh, towards their goals in life. That that really is, <clears throat> for me, that's that's my ultimate goal. 
And I, I, I do perceive that that's a challenge. I, I don't think that that's easy. And so, you know, when everybody tells you, you just need to be happy that money's not important and that, you know, the only way that you're ever going to be successful, and they may not say this, but they tell you in their actions that the only way you're ever going to be financially successful is either by winning the lottery, winning a lawsuit, or inheriting money from someone, because obviously there's no way they're ever going to do it on their own. And I think when when someone is of that mindset, you've already encountered someone who has essentially given up on their own ability to achieve it. They've they've, they've come to the conclusion that that everything is a bust that they don't, they don't have control or power over their lives anymore. And the only way that anything's going to fundamentally change is if it's by happenstance or luck. And boy, is that a depressing place to be mentally. And so many people are there. <clears throat> now, I'm, I'm going to say some things here in this show, which you could easily take as political. And they're really not. They're not meant to be, at least. Uh, because they're more of a human thing, uh, more than anything else. And I'm going to talk about these things because I want you to, to come along with me and maybe I can get you on the other side of your, of your radio, um, to nod in agreement on some of these things and get you to see some of these things more clearly. And here again, that may actually affect the way that you conduct your life and the way you see things or the lens that you that you view the world from. So that's really kind of the goal. The point is, don't take away that I'm that I'm this, that, or political and immediately you become a contrarian against everything I say because you're this and I'm that or whatever you perceive it to be. That's not the deal at all. <clears throat> so the first point I want to make about dependency. Now you talk you hear me talk on this radio frequently about financially independent. And I'm going to describe this again, once again, because I think as I go through this show, this will become clearer to you what I mean by by this and how, how maybe I think. So financial independence is not about having a lot of money to buy a lot of stuff. And there's nothing wrong with having stuff. I like cool stuff too. Everybody does. But financially independent means that I am strong enough financially I don't mean in a job. I don't mean that I earn enough money that I can have a nice life and take nice vacations and travel and I can send my kids to private schools and I uh, frequent expensive restaurants. That's not what I'm talking about. When I talk about financial independence, I am talking about your personal individual net worth. And that is what you own, everything that you own. Your, your home, your, your, your cars, your investment accounts, your investment real estate, your company. What are these things truly worth? What are they truly worth? <laughs> and for those of you who are business owners, what you think your business is worth and what it's truly worth could be a very different thing. But when you know what they're truly worth in the form of a, of a sale and what you would have to pay off in the forms of liabilities, that being loans, and financing, what is left is your net worth. That is your financial standing in the world. That is what determines if you are or if you are not financially independent. Because if you make a lot of money in a, in a career or a job or position, 
and other people control that. Even if they're partners, even if you are one of two or three or four, you're still not completely controlling everything. And see, I believe I'm a control freak. And I think people, if given to their natural tendencies, are all control freaks. And I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Nevertheless, uh, financial independence means that I have enough in assets, in ownership of assets. I mean, if I got $10,000 in the bank and I don't need it to pay for anything, I don't have outstanding obligations, I don't owe anybody any money, and I got ten grand in the bank, then that $10,000 is an asset. That's an owned asset. It's not allocated for an expense to, to, to do a, you know, around the world cruise or something. It's, it's mine. And if you've heard me say before, when I put something in the asset column, it stays in the asset column. In other words, I don't save money to buy crap. And crap is defined as things that will not increase in value in, in the way of appreciation and or they do not produce income. So if they don't do those two things, most likely they're liabilities that do not even maintain their value relative to inflation and they certainly don't produce any income. So if you spend a lifetime spending whatever little bit you have left that you like to call savings and you take those savings and you buy those things that are liabilities decrease in value, don't even maintain their value relative to the inflation rate, that being the purchasing power, then your leftover savings as compared with someone else's leftover savings, who does with that money, with those dollars, buy things that increase in value and or produce income, the outcome at the end of your life will be beyond profound. So most people are going to spend their money on those things. That's what they're going to do. So saving money, net worth, is about putting things in the asset column and leaving them in the asset column. And for a lot of people out there, they have no interest in doing that because they're trying so hard to have a good life that the idea of doing any of that doesn't doesn't even resonate in their minds. And as a result, they're never going to go anywhere financially, and they're certainly never going to create any financial independence because even if they have a good job that pays them a lot of money, they're utterly dependent upon whoever writes that check, and they don't have any control. So when I talk about financial independence, I mean being strong enough financially in the form of your net worth. And this is a subjective thing for everybody because everybody's pure basic lifestyle costs are totally different. What I might think is a basic lifestyle and what you think are a basic lifestyle could be two vastly different things and it's that way for everybody. So I'm not saying that this is a number in particular. What I am saying is that you have enough net worth that could produce enough income if shifted or done something different with that you could quit working tomorrow and not even give it a thought as to where your next dollar would come from. That means that when someone directs you to do something that for your whatever reason, political leaning, uh, leanings, your moral compass, don't feel comfortable with, don't want to do, you don't have to do it. You don't have that need because if they are controlling your income and they are controlling your life and your lifestyle, then you are not in a position to be able to do that because you're not strong enough financially to say no. Does that make sense? So in that regard, know that the more that you give someone, the more they will take and the more easily you can control them. 
Now, this is not a political thing, and this is not a new phenomenon. This has been since, since you know, dirt was new. If you give somebody something, very quickly, they'd become dependent upon that thing, and now they can't function without that thing that you're giving them, certainly if you're doing it on an ongoing basis. And that's known by employers, that's known by the government, that's known by your brothers and sisters and your parents. That is the reality of life. The other thing that is significant is that human beings, once in any form of power, will always strive to have ever more control over ever more people and things. It's just their natural tendency. So if I have control here, I want to expand that control here, here, and here. It's just what those in power do. And if you're not in power, it's one of the reasons you're so depressed because you don't get to do that. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a story that was very much, uh, something in, in, in my world. And that was this. Now, many of you know, in fact, some of you who actually listen to me regularly may have known me in my, in my early days, uh, or earlier days, uh, 20 years ago. I sold my financial firm. 20 years ago, uh, I was in that world. I was in the investment world. I, I, I was in the insurance world and I, uh, uh, was pretty good at it and made pretty good money. In fact, pretty, really good. And it was great. And so I thought, you know, wow, my next step was that I was going to help take companies public and I was going to raise money and there's a whole fiasco and I did really well. And then I lost everything and I had to start all over again. So I decided I was going to start my financial firm and I started it out all by myself. And in the beginning, I hired people who were really capable and really good. And these people, when we describe capable and good, let me be more descript. These were people who could handle every element of that business. Not only could they, could they, uh, convince people to move their investments and buy their financial products from them, but they could also handle the phone calls, could solicit and market and could do all the paperwork. It's no small thing to find someone who is effective. I mean, good at all those things, not mediocre, because typically what you've got is you've got people who are really good at sales. And although they may be very intelligent, know that, that, that you know, some of the testing that takes place for securities licensing is not easy. In fact, I had folks who had MBAs who took the securities test three times and couldn't pass it. <clears throat> so they're smart people. But they may have failings because they've got ADHD or hyperactivity or whatever the case may be. So they're very intelligent, maybe. But when it comes to uh, doing paperwork, follow up and follow through, they fall down. But boy, can they sell. They can make rain. They're really good at it. And financial advisors typically come in two flavors. That one that I just described or they're technically brilliant. They will literally stay up late at night reading the new tax law as it comes out year after year or whenever a new legislation or a new, new president or whomever comes in. And they'll know it front to back, word to word. You'd swear to God that they have a photographic memory. But they're horrible at making rain. 
So when they do have a client, they do a fabulous job for that client, but then they twiddle their thumbs and hope that the phone rings and that somebody refers somebody to them because without that, they're not going to produce much. Those are typically the two types. Now, the reality of that is you have rare individuals who can do both, but they are very rare. And in the beginning of my building my business, because remember, I was really good independently, but I wanted to go beyond that this time around. I wanted to create a company. I wanted to create a group of people that I was, uh, you know, overseeing. It was mine. And part of that might have been because I was young and I wanted to be somebody and I wanted to be, you know, big shot, maybe. And so I began by hiring people who were really good, really capable and had as as well as I could see those capabilities. So they were very successful already. And my idea was that I was going to, you know, help them uh, be even more successful. And that's why they would come to work for me. Well, I figured out very quickly, whatever things that I had in mind or whatever uh, key components that were my intellectual capital or or whatever made my company that they would work for my my firm that they would be more successful at if i had this idea and it was it actually worked those types of people only wanted to work for me long enough until they could figure out how to do it themselves and then they became my competition very quickly so i learned that i figured that out <clears throat> so i stopped trying to hire superstars incredibly capable and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, really amazing folks. I started looking for people who had obvious flaws in the way of the two things that I just mentioned, because what I wanted to do was to shore up their shortfalls and allow them to do the thing that makes the most money for time spent. You hear me talk about leverage and for Anybody who's in any form of sales, whether that be investments, real estate, I almost don't care what it is. The biggest challenge for them to produce more is that they they involve themselves in busy work that doesn't make the same amount of money. As an example, a real estate person, when they come to see you and they sign a listing agreement and they sell that home in 30 to 60 or 90 days, they might only have 20 hours into that and that paycheck will be in the thousands of dollars. So very likely their compensation for the hours put into that, the leverage that exists within the time and the benefit that they receive for doing that work might actually uh, revolve in the one hundreds or thousands of dollars per hour. That is leverage. But they will involve themselves in paperwork and busy work that they frankly could pay somebody else 20 or $30 an hour to do and do more of the high leverage activities instead of more of the busy work that they do on their own. And everybody knows this, but the problem is they get involved in doing doing this busy work because it's right there in front of them. And because when they make a commission for doing something, they can't imagine giving up $1 to hire an assistant or a secretary or somebody who does marketing or paperwork. And I knew that. So I created a company that generated leads, scheduled appointments after calling those leads for the, for the salesperson handled all the paperwork and all of their scheduling. And all they did all day long was sit in their office and or go meet with people hour after hour after hour. And every day they were selling and not much of anything else. Well, how does this relate to dependents? Well, prior to working for me, they were doing all these things. They were doing all of it. And whether they were efficient 
and effective in all of those areas isn't the point. They knew how to do it. Well, let me tell you what happened very quickly. And I'll take a break, come back, and I'll tell you what happened. We'll be right back. Are you missing anything in your plan? Find out with JLN Financial's Retirement Checklist. If you can check all the boxes on the list, you may be ready for retirement. If not, J. Allen Financial can help. Get this checklist now at rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash checklist challenge. J. Allen Financial offers insurance services. Investing involves risk. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and J. Allen Financial are not affiliated companies. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the WOW experience. If you or anyone you know are in a financially challenged situation, listen. My name is Todd Rooker. For over 20 years, I've been helping people strategically plan for and deal with a financial crisis. My typical client may have previously had a substantial net worth and are now in fear of losing their personal home. My clients will often say, in the past, I was financially successful. However, at this point, I'm exhausting all of my financial resources trying to make my payments on time. I feel as though I'm simply delaying the inevitable by throwing good money after bad. So my questions are, Todd, do I just let the bank liquidate my business? Do I need to consider things like foreclosure, short sale, Dean and Lou, loan modification, credit counseling, or even bankruptcy? And then most importantly, how do I minimize the damage and rebuild my life when this disaster is over? This is my world, and I teach classes on those very topics. So if you or anyone you know is in this situation or you want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download, Financial Crisis Bible, or call us at 763-559-3800. Hey, are you considering something exceptional to set your home apart and highlight its curb appeal? How about the rich look of custom copper gutters? Copper gutters are not only beautiful, they also offer timeless durability. William Foss with Gutter Solutions installed my beautiful copper gutters. I get compliments every day. If you're looking for extraordinary craftsmanship and would like to consider something truly special, call him at 612-834-0664 or go to their website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Ask for Billy. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So what happened? What happened? Well, remember, they were doing all these things. They were doing every element of their business. Maybe you're a person listening to me and you're you're in a similar business kind of like that. And you are doing all those things, trying to get every dollar because you're thrifty, right? You, you're going to make up every every piece of juice you're going to squeeze out of it, right? <clears throat> well, uh, it was no no simple thing. 
to convince them to come to work for me. And just to be clear, I, I basically paid them about 50% of what they were currently earning where they were at the time that I, that I talked them into coming to work for me. So it's tall order. How was I talking them into working for me? Well, the way I did it was I would tell them that, you know, you should be doing this, but you're not doing it. And I'm going to pay you half of what you earn now, but I'm going to take that other half and I'm going to create leads for you. I'm going to schedule appointments for you and I'm going to do all the paperwork and we're literally going to wake up in the morning and you're going to have a schedule and you're going to go boom, 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 boom all day long. And the moral of the story is within about 90 days, they were making more money than they'd ever earned in their lives. That actually is true. And so what happened? Well, although they were doing everything before, I was very conscious of what I was doing and I was taking advantage of both sides of this. So understanding how people function, understanding how control is, I took advantage of it and it was enormously successful. I didn't tell them how we generated leads. Now, look, they were already doing it, whether they were doing it in the same way or as effective or efficiently as I was, didn't matter. I didn't tell them how we generated leads. How, how we went into the counties with the hand scanners and gathered information. I had full-time compilers and all, that's all we did. And how I offset that cost by selling that, those leads that we use to other non-competitive companies to offset the horrendous cost. You can tell I'm serious, I hope. So I didn't let them hear the scripts that we developed as to how, I mean, certainly they could walk by and hear things, but we didn't, we didn't let them in on anything. We didn't let them be a part of deciding how to schedule those, the, how the people, how our, how our phone callers who scheduled appointments talk to them. We didn't have them have much, if anything, to do with the management of the paperwork and bringing thing, things through the process from the front door to the back door. And here it is. It's like amnesia. They, in short order, almost forgot how to do all of those things, and they became utterly dependent upon this system that allowed them to be successful and make them feel as though they were ruling their own domain, at least their income and their personal lives, because they were making more money than they'd ever made before. But we also created a system that if they ever left us, they would be like thrown out into the middle of the lake trading water with nowhere to go because they basically would have to start all over again. And so by creating that incredible system that they became dependent upon, we gained control over all of them. Kind of like golden handcuffs in business. They couldn't leave us because they'd become so dependent upon that system and their income. Now, let me tell you something else about this, that income. During the financial crisis last go around, let's say 2008 to 2011 and 12, there were organizations that I assisted with and worked with where builders were trying to build homes and people were trying to sell homes at a time when people's credit, many 
thousands and millions of people's credit was destroyed because they had lost their homes or they had lost their jobs or whatever. But we had to keep the economy going. And of course, real estate has such a dramatic impact overall on the general economy. So you had builders who were building and then doing contract for deeds or lease with an option to purchase these properties that they were building so that they could continue doing the thing that they did to earn an income, make a living. Well, here's the interesting thing. You had some of them who, because when they built that property, maybe there was a build margin in there. So they didn't actually have the entire amount that that house was going to sell for into that house, because when they did sell it, they were going to create a profit. And so because the payment that they had to make on what it took to build or buy that property was less, they would give these people a payment in the form of rent or or a monthly payment to prepare them and get them one, two, three, four years down the road to a point where they could buy that house and they'd have enough money to be able to put a down payment on it and qualify for the financing in the way of credit. So what that means is if the payment was $2,000 a month, if they had purchased that home, the builder or the individual owning it was giving them a payment of $1,500 a month with the impression that they would save $500 a month and then be able to use that money as a down payment and be, and get in a stronger position, pay off their credit cards, build their credit, and they could qualify and buy that person out of that property. And that way, the building business could continue on. Huh. Well, what do you think happened? Do you think that these people saved up that $500? Or do you think that they became accustomed to a $1,500 per month payment, that benefit that they were given, and then they simply took that extra money and bought a new car or put more things on their credit cards, and when it came time to exercise the option on the contract for deed or the lease with the option to purchase, they had almost zero possibility of being able to execute that option. And I'm telling you, if you lined up 10 people, you would be lucky if one of them was in a position to buy it because you created dependency. That's what happens when you give people things. That's how people function. That's how human beings are. And it works on both sides of the equation in exactly the way I just described. Let's take another break. We'll be right back. Fix Auto has been the collision repair leader in the Twin Cities for over 40 years. Hi, I'm Matt Feehan, second generation owner. Our mission at Fix Auto is to provide you with the simplest collision repair experience anywhere. If you're in an accident and you need help, my team is here and ready for you. You can find us on the web at fixautousa.com. That's fixautousa.com. We are Fix Auto, home of the wow experience. Does your sump pump run constantly? Do you want to ensure that you never have a damp, musty-smelling basement? These issues are caused by water coming off your roof, draining into your basement. Gutters can resolve these problems. William Foss is the owner of Seamless Solutions. He is honest and trustworthy. He is simply the best. If you need gutters or leaf covers, he is the guy to call. You can call him at 612-834-0664 or go to his website, SeamlessSolutionsMN.com. Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. 
Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Finding a good banker and CPA are like having a good doctor or mechanic. You cannot fully appreciate the value they represent until you're in a pinch and truly need them. However, that's not the time to go looking for one. Instead, you want to position and strategize well in advance for a favorable outcome. CPA Arliss Cleveland of Arliss Cleveland LTD is the CPA firm you've been looking for. As many of you already know, if you're looking for a great CPA, Arliss Cleveland gets my highest endorsement. Arliss Cleveland LTD has now formed a strategic relationship with Village Bank, conveniently located in the Village Bank building, located at 9298 Central Avenue North, Suite 412, Blaine, Minnesota. You can also find Arliss Cleveland LTD certified public accountants and consultants by going to accountingoffices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. That contact information again, accounting-offices.net or by simply calling 763-786-0639. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost 20 years now, and at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the experience that you and your special person will feel when you walk in the door. Todd truly puts his heart and soul into creating your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. I have trusted attorney Brian Aho for more than 10 years to work closely with me to resolve and eliminate debt for many of my personal and business clients. Aho Law Office is the go-to firm I choose because Brian has always been caring and compassionate with my clients while tenaciously fighting to retain as much of their assets as possible while quickly eliminating their debt. Brian's extensive experience and knowledge of bankruptcy law and willingness to fight allow him to resolve challenges and cases that many attorneys won't. Don't let other attorneys learn on your dime. Rely on the experience of Aho Law Office to help you achieve relief from your creditors. Competent, compassionate legal advocates providing the clarity to protect tomorrow. For more information, call Brian and his staff at 612-271-4047 or email Brian directly at brian at office.com. Again, that number is 612-271-4047. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back. Welcome back. Should end also by saying the moral of that story is when I sold that financial firm, I made more money for my assets under management and my insurance book than anybody else that I knew of in the business. And the reason was very simple because after I showed the buyers what it was and how it worked, they recognized that that system was not built around extraordinary talented people who after they bought my book could simply leave and take their people or could stop producing. They understood that it was completely built around taking average people and making them extraordinary as a result of the system. And that's what made the the business, the company much more valuable. And that was all about control, wasn't it? I mean, it was all about control. I mean, if you've listened to me talking other shows where I say, I talk about a delivery system for new business, which is marketing. And I say, if you're in a business 
and I send you 90% of your new customers, they come to you by way of referral from me. The question becomes very quickly, who's in control of your business, you or me? Because if I can take that conduit of new clients that I'm directing towards you and simply send it to someone else, your competitor, who's in the same business, who's in control of your business, you or me? And it's ironic how many people don't understand that. So if you do that, does the business owner immediately say, holy crap, I need to, I need to, to, to diversify and have other streams of income so that God forbid this gets taken away. I don't, I'm not dead in the water and lose everything because I've now become dependent about around this. I've got all of these employees and this payroll and this equipment and this big building. And if that, if that faucet gets shut off, I'm done. No, most people don't do that. They just become accustomed to it. And it's a bit like, you know, putting the frog in the hot water. When they jump in, the water's cool and you turn it up slowly and they never jump out. That's just the way it is. So you have to recognize that you can, there's, there's, if you understand this, I mean, truly, one, you can take advantage of it or you can reject the heck out of it and say, I don't want to be that. I want to be financially independent. And that's really the moral of what I'm, what I'm trying to talk about here. That's, that's the whole point. Um, because you can take advantage of either one. But anyway, so it was, it is all about, um, you know, I guess taking advantage of that in, in your own world. And I guess I, maybe I should also cite some other examples because I think they're worthwhile here. So when I talk about creating dependence and then exercising control, I want you to think about this. Social security, social security, people who the majority of their retirement income is coming from social security. Do you think they become dependent upon that? Do you think there's control that can be exercised around that? How about disability income? How about uh, health insurance, MinCare, Medicare? How about welfare, subsidized housing, EBT, food stamps, you know, generational poverty that has resulted from that, that giving and the control that, that is exercised as a result. And, and do people take that help, that subsidy, but then use it to get themselves out of that situation? Or do they just begin to wallow in it and you wind up with generational poverty? You think that that isn't known you think that isn't clearly understood and used? <laughs> I mean, come on, wake up, folks. So <clears throat> when you're when you're building a company or you work for a company and you're trying to build a strong team, what you must understand is another side to that. And that is that you've got to give people, your subordinates, your employees, your spouse, your kids, the ability to control their own domain. If you want people to take mental ownership of something, you, you want to allow them to to uh, be self-starters and capable. You know, what everybody's looking for, right? I mean, what do I have to tell you to do everything? Can't you figure it out? Well, the reason they can't is because you don't give them the ability to do it. You hover over them and you don't allow them to do that. 
because, you know, my, my joke, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Well, then nobody learns anything unless you tell them specifically what to do. They just stand around with their finger in their nose and do absolutely nothing. And it's your fault. A hundred percent. You have to give people mental ownership of things. And when and if they do, where it be, when it becomes theirs, when it becomes something, a source of pride for them. Well, now, as a result of that, they take mental ownership and they become motivated self-starters because it is theirs. So if you don't give people the latitude, kids, adults, doesn't matter. If you don't give them the latitude to rule their own domain. I don't care if that's a little back mail room with two other people working for them and the people who are working for them are the best at this thing. Everybody needs to have their thing that they're good at, that they can have a, a sense of pride in and they are utterly focused on doing that thing well because it's become their thing. If they're just toiling, they're just there collecting a paycheck, don't delude yourself. You're never going to have passionate people who are going to rise to the challenge and help you grow and focus on success. It just is not going to happen. So you've got to get out of people's way. You've got to know that they're going to screw up, but you got to kind of throw them out in the middle of the water and let them swim. And, and you have to avoid the temptation of jumping in and helping them fix things. This is such a metaphor for the raising of children. Do not fix things. Do not help thing, help your kids. Let them nearly drown before you even consider walking in to offer any help or assistance because you will be shocked at how they will grow mentally, physically, because they become capable. But you know, for those of you who have the adage, you 401k speakers, that you tell your kids, because you're used to dependence, you've been indoctrinated with all the things I'm talking about. Job, life, people, honey, tell your kids, honey, mom and dad are here. We love you. And if you ever need anything, if you're ever in trouble, you know, you can always come to mom and dad. Would there be a better way to create dependency than that? Wow. Wow. I really don't need to worry about anything. I mean, I don't really, I mean, my parents are pretty wealthy. I mean, I don't really need to accomplish anything in my life because, you know, inevitably, if I really have any problems, they'll always come in. I mean, they sent me to college, so I've got a reasonably good job and a really good income. And, you know, I, I put a little money in my retirement account, but it's not like it's that big of a deal because at the end of the day, at some, some point, my parents are going to die. And when they do, they're going to leave me all this money and all these things. Wow. Wow. What a waste of life. How pathetic. How pathetic that is. Is that person going to reach their ultimate potential? What they could have been if you provide that level of safety net for people? No, of course not. But a lot of you listening to this do it every day. You do it with your children. You do it with your spouse. You do it with your coworkers. And then you wonder why they can't do anything on their own and they're always asking you for help. But never mind the fact that even though you say that, you revel in the fact that they're always coming to you for help because you're the savior all the time. Wow. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about control and financial independence. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance Agency, serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Social Security, you've spent your entire working life paying into it, so don't you want to get the most out of it? Jim Baer and his team at JL and Financial can show you ways to do that with their free Social Security report. Download your copy today at rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. That's rhythmofretirement.com slash social security. JL and Financial offers insurance services, investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC, AEWM, AEWM, and JL and Financial are not affiliated companies. JL and Financial is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or governmental agency. Hi, this is Troy Danner of Danner's Cabinet Shop. My family has been building custom cabinets and countertops for homes in Minnesota for over 50 years. We still make the cabinets the way my grandpa did when he founded our company. My team of skilled craftsmen pride themselves on attention to detail and making sure every element of your project goes perfectly. Give me a call at 763-753-4002 or visit us online at dannerscabinets.com. If you're in a financially challenged situation or want to ensure that you never are, I have the knowledge and the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic and financial pressures, who do you talk to? Their attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, mortgage brokers, and real estate agents. Everyone has a different opinion, and these professionals do not always work well together. It's not enough to find an expert in one area. You need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables you to create an overall plan. I have over 20 years experience in this highly specialized field and it is my job to work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know allowing me to provide you with a cohesive and unbiased strategy that addresses everything related to your situation. I will help you to strategically plan for a financial crisis, minimize the damage, recover quickly and most importantly help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think but don't waste time. Go to CYA21.com and get my free download financial Crisis Bible or call us at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. So, why is this such an issue? Well, it's an issue because we are creating a society of weak people who are dependent, who are not self-starters. And, you know, if you hear folks talk about the fact that this is, uh, you know, every every successive generation seemingly gets worse and worse and believes that they are entitled to have a life without doing much for it. Entitlement, as you've heard it many times. Well, look, we're creating it. You're creating it. I'm creating it. But I will tell you that I think I'm more conscious of it than, than a lot of people. I can tell you this. I gave my kids nothing because I got nothing. And I knew what a good thing it was. Now, here's the irony at the time when I looked around and I saw everybody else getting things from their family and I didn't really kind of piss me off. And I said to myself, by God, when I have kids, 
I'm not going to be be that way. I'm going to I'm going to you know do that. You know, I'm I'm in the military, working my way through college, and ugh, made me mad. Well, once I became reasonably uh, a full grown adult, I realized that those things, those challenges, those things that I didn't get were the greatest thing in the world because it made me capable. My threshold of what I believed I could do was so much deeper. The well was so much deeper. See, when things are challenging, people either dig down and go or they give up. And when the well that you have, your, your, your threshold for challenge is, 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 is not very deep, it's very shallow, you give up easily. When you have a deep well, and be through the through the the, the uh, capability that you've derived by going through many many challenging situations, your well is very deep, and it's going to take a lot for you to walk away and quit. But today we've got way too many people who have a shallow threshold, and they're willing to walk away and quit very very easily. I'll say this: my greatest interest in politics is not all of the special interests that are out there. And I'm not even going to name them all because you know all of them. I only have one interest. I want to know that somebody who comes from absolutely nothing has the ability to succeed extraordinarily. Extraordinarily. That's what I want. Someone who is self-made. Uh, I'll tell you for myself, what is self-made? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll relate it to my life. And believe me, there's people who have a lot more that they could add to this because they had it a lot tougher than I did. A lot tougher. Maybe Quincy, who walked in my office yesterday, is one of them. But nobody gave me a car when I graduated from high school. Nobody paid for my college. Nobody uh, gave me, uh, paid for my, 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 my wedding. Nobody gave me a wedding gift. As a matter of fact, I went to my father because I couldn't qualify for my wife's engagement ring. And I asked him if he would co- he would co-sign with me. And he told me no. <laughs> uh, nobody gave me the, the down payment on my first house. None of those things. And all of those things were catalysts. Not to mention all the health issues with my wife and son that, that, that gave me the strength and the impetus to be successful. And I, and I, as much as some of those things are horrible and might have changed some of those things, what I have been be, become because of it, or at least the thing that it's pushed me into, I wouldn't take away for all the money in the world. So you want to be very careful because we have a country who are becoming accustomed to uh, dependency. And that is a big challenge. I mean, if you go back to my grandfather's era, my father's age, my age, I'm in my 60s. I, I just believe society was much stronger. People were more capable. Kids were expected to do more physical work. Nobody had nobody had pity parties over the nonsense that they do today. And that was because it was a different mentality. And we got to get back to that mentality. We've got to get back to that mentality. Because if you want to raise strong, capable, self-starting people, people who have internal swagger, as I like to say, confidence, well, then they have to be given the ability to fail and to have a goal to become financially independent so they can exercise control over their own lives. And you find out that, 
that we build a better society. It is a simple phrase that many of you have heard before, and it's utterly true, and in these times means more than maybe any other time, and that is that hard times create strong people. Strong people create good times, but good times create weak people, and weak people create hard times. What side of that do you think we're in right now? What side of that do you think we're in right now? And look, if you see the world somewhat in the way that I've just described, then the one thing that you can take uh, joy in is how easy it is, because the bar is so pathetically low, to be on the other side of that and to be a strong, capable person, at least perceptively by the rest of the, of the country or the rest of the world, because the bar is so low. So... In your lives, focus on becoming financially independent. I'm not talking about be retirement. See, if that's what you think I've been talking about the whole time because this is a financial show, you need to throw that out the window. I don't believe financial independence is something you strive for when you're 70 years old. I think you strive to become financially independent. Maybe, you know, maybe your total expenses for the month are 1500 bucks a month. So it's going to be relatively easy for you to become financially independent. Or maybe your expenses are $15,000 a month. I don't know, but I don't really care. Your goal is to get to financial independence as fast as you possibly can. And that means in your 30s, 40s, wherever you are, as fast as you can, having nothing whatever to do with retirement. Retirement. Well, now you can slow down and prepare to die. (laughs) I'm not a fan of retirement, if you can't tell. Nevertheless, I am a fan of financial independence. And they certainly have some things in common. But we want to achieve that as quickly as we can. And that doesn't mean so that we can go on sabbatical for the rest of our lives. It means that we are strong, capable people who get to actually speak our mind and actually get to direct the path of our own lives. And we get to demonstrate to our children, to our subordinates, to our employees that it can be done for them, too. That's so very important. Wouldn't you agree? So. Wherever you are at this moment in your life, from a financial standpoint, know that when you listen to this show, so much of the things that I talk about are all about helping people create financial independence in their own lives. The conversations that I have with my clients and the things that I bring to this show are all about how we can do that through different types of investments. Broke people, poor people save, rich people invest. What do I mean by that? Well, they save money and then they have to spend it on a boat or a lake home. And that money never gets a chance to become something of its own so the individual can create financial independence. I talk about owning your own business. I talk about investing. I talk about purchasing real estate. Why do I do that? Because these are the assets that can take you to financial independence most quickly. Being an employee... And being surrounded by other people who are focused on who gets the most vacation, where your kids go to college, and your 401k, that causes you to not think about financial independence, but become even more dependent upon the system that you're surrounded with. 
That's why I make fun of people who speak 401k. And remember, 401k, speaking 401k has zero to do with whether you have a 401k or not. It's not the point. It's a mentality. It's a pervasive mentality that is all about living a world of control. It kind of reminds me of the matrix where you see all these human beings hanging from the rafters that are hooked up to a machine and they're, they're living their lives within their own minds, but their physical bodies have become completely incapacitated. The, the, the world we live in today kind of reminds me of that somewhat. And I believe, no, I will not be that way. And if you are a fan of what I talk about on this show, then undoubtedly you've got some of those leanings as well. In any event, I hope this proves possible, uh, uh, helpful to you. I hope the things that I say here uh, do affect your lives going forward. If you want to talk to somebody more, you want somebody to help coach you, that is the job that I do. That is what I do in my day job. I advise, I help people, and specifically with their finances. But some of it's about your life, isn't it? Some, about, some, of, some of the success is about your life. So think clearly. Are you interested in financial independence? Do you seek control of your own life? Take it back. Take it back. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. I'd like to talk with you about financial coaching. Traditional financial planners help you make decisions about stocks, bonds, and mutual funds with money you already have. That's great, but who helps you accumulate more money in the first place? Who helps you make day-by-day life decisions? Who isn't trying to sell you something? Like, should I go back to school? Am I wasting money on insurance? How to purchase and finance a car, boat, home, lake cabin, or investment property? How to start, manage, and sell a business? It's about making minor errors that become colossal mistakes and cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. The problem is that you're so busy pursuing your career that you're forced to make critical financial decisions that have a dramatic long-term effect on your finances without adequate research or information. Rooker Financial Coaching is like having a personal CFO for every decision. Don't waste time lamenting the bad decisions of the past or money that's run through your fingertips. Stop procrastinating. Call Rooker Financial Coaching, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. Call me today, Todd Rooker, 763-559-3800. That's 763-559-3800. This has been a paid program. The views expressed were not necessarily those of the management or ownership of KSTPAM 1500 ESPN. You're listening to 1500 ESPN on KSTPAM 1500 and 94.5 HD2 Minneapolis-St. Paul. This is SportsCenter. 